Eric is the financial director of Carl's company. He had seen him once at a party a couple of years ago, so he knew what he looked like. John decided to investigate this case himself and help his friend out. He was sure there was something secret in Carl's mansion. Somehow, he thought he knew that Eric would have the key to the mansion. The receptionist, Kelly, said he would always have lunch with different business partners at 2 p.m. sharp in his favorite cafe. When the detective drove up to the cafe, he saw Eric, the man with a beard, discussing business with someone. Either of them had a briefcase next to them, and the briefcases looked similar to each other. John was waiting for Eric and the second guy to leave the cafe. They went to the car, got in, and left both briefcases on the back seat. The detective followed them. They left the car in a parking lot, and luckily, they were careless enough to leave the car open. Which briefcase should the detective grab? The one that looks brand new. While they were walking to the car, the detective spotted a few scratches on the second man's briefcase. Both briefcases were locked with a cipher. Not to make the whole thing suspicious, the detective decided not to take it and cracked the code right in the car. Can you help him open the briefcase? The code is 000. The briefcase is brand new, and Eric probably didn't have time to set a code on it yet. Plus, Eric's the one who leaves the car open and unattended in a parking lot. So, no wonder he uses a default code for his briefcase. Now that the detective has the key, he heads to the mansion. The front door isn't a problem with the key in hand. The study is upstairs. He's been there before, so he remembers the stairs leading up have a secret. If you step on the wrong stair, you'll instantly fall to the basement and won't be able to escape from it yourself. What step should John mind? It's the one with the slit in the middle. When you step on it, it opens, and you get into a dark room with bats and spiders. Yikes! Alright, John is finally at the study door, and Carl would always use buttons to open it. You've got only one try. There are three buttons, yellow, green, and blue. Which one should the detective choose if he knows that Carl is a big fan of painting? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A combination of blue and yellow gives green, so the door opens. Green light for our detective. He finally reaches the safe with top-secret documents that could help him find out the truth. Obviously, just like any other safe, it's locked with a code. It also has a warning. You can enter the code only once. 
If you hit the wrong code, the safe locks up forever. He's looking around for a hint, and voila, John is right. On the desk, he sees a note. It says, secret code, and has a combination of three digits, three, something, and one. The digit in the middle can't be seen since there's an ink stain right on it. Can you crack the code with one attempt only? The code is 371. The detective thought the code was used frequently, so the button must have been a bit worn out. He was right. Since he knew the beginning and the end, he only needed to find one more worn button. Alright, now he's got the top-secret documents he needed for his investigation. He looks through all the papers and finally finds something that looks like the document he actually needed. To take it as a hard proof, he needs to find one which is not fake. There are four copies. They look almost the same, but only one is real. Can you guess which one? It's the one in the upper left corner. It has a stamp, a signature, and it says agreement. The one next to it looks the same, but it has a spelling mistake. It says agreement. Other copies lack either a stamp or a signature. So the detective takes a closer look at this agreement and sees something about a painting bought in an auction. He suddenly understands that his friend Carl was taken so that someone could sneak into his mansion and grab that super expensive painting. He's looking at the wall with all the paintings Carl collected and realizes that no painting is missing. There are as many nails in the wall as there are paintings. Still. There's something strange about one of them. Can you spot what's wrong here? Even though all the paintings are present, there's one that lacks a frame. According to the agreement, the painting has been recently bought, and an art dealer helped Carl pick it. The expert was an honest man, and he helped Carl make sure all the other paintings in his collection were real. This time, the painting turned out to be nothing but a copy. Why did the expert suggest that Carl buy it? Although the painting cost nothing, its frame was a beautiful and expensive piece of art. The one who grabbed it definitely knew that. Now it's all clear. John has to find both Carl and the precious frame. He goes outside, trying to deduce where the person who took Carl went. Carl is looking at all the tracks on the ground. He needs to follow one of them to understand where to look for Carl. Where should he go? He's got to follow the tracks going to the left. There are three sets of tracks here. The first belong to John's car. The second set belongs to a two-wheel vehicle, and since the tracks are really thin, they were left by a bike. It seems impossible to take someone somewhere on a bike, so these must belong to a mail carrier who comes every day to bring the letters. The last set of tracks definitely belongs to a large car, so John should follow it. 
He's lucky and there are no turns, so he's just going straight. Half an hour later, he sees something like a castle. He drives up to it and he sees three moats in front of him. Here's the first one, a row full of metal stakes. How can John jump over it safely? There's a small hot air balloon nearby. John has to untie it and light the lamp to take off. Since the next moat is on fire, John thinks it's unsafe to fly over it because the air balloon doesn't fly high enough and the lamp doesn't have enough oil to go on for long. Still, he managed to cross the moat with fire easily. How did he do it? He took the sand from the air balloon's ballast and sprinkled it on the fire, extinguishing it. The last moat was filled with scalding hot lava. It took John some time to figure out how to cross it, but he managed to do it safely. How? There were a lot of stones around him. The lava torrent wasn't deep at all, so throwing stones at it, he made a tiny path to hop on. The castle was rather small inside, so the hardest thing was to actually get into it. When he entered the hall, John saw three doors. Above the doors, there was a sign. It said, One of the doors leads to a labyrinth no one ever escaped. One of the doors is the exit. If you enter it, you'll have to cross all the three moats all over again. One of the doors has what you're looking for. When John looked at the doors, he knew immediately where his friend was. Which door did he choose? The handles were made of shiny metal, which looks cool but gathers all the fingerprints. The only door with fingerprints is the one on the left.